Episodes of Idolo are presented in both English and Spanish. This is the English version. Si quieres escuchar en español, vuelve al feed y selecciona el título en español. This podcast contains graphic language, scenes of violence, and drug use that are not suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. Episode 1, Death Note. It's May 15th, 1992. A hot, humid night in Culiacán, Sinaloa. And Chalino Sanchez is in a crowded nightclub wearing a suit. Chalino almost always wore some kind of suit, along with cowboy boots, a matching belt, a white tejana like the good guys wore in old American westerns, and, most of the time, a loaded gun. He's with his band, Los Amables del Norte, and they're about to perform in front of a capacity crowd. They're at a place called Salón Bugambilias, a large old-school show hall like the one your sister's quinceañera might have been held at. It's a momentous night for Chalino. He's about to sing on a big stage in his hometown for the first time in his seven-year career. But Nacho Hernandez, Chalino's band leader, notices that something's off. Él no estaba tranquilo. Él estaba muy desconfiado. Él traía su pistola. Él traía su pistola ahí en el escenario. Nacho says Chalino's on edge, and he's wearing his gun on stage, which he hadn't done in some time. If you Google Chalino's name... One of the first things that pops up is a clip from this show. The video is a classic 90s home movie. A shaky hand pans the camera lens around the packed room. Chalino's standing near the side of the stage. The tuba is popping. There's a man in a black t-shirt pumping his fist. And the crowd is going wild. Chalino finally starts to move, effortlessly, as if gliding on air, escorted by a group of models, all dressed in white. Chalino climbs on stage and nearly crashes into Nacho, who is already tickling the accordion. As the show goes on, the crowd pushes all the way to the edges of the stage, so close to where Chalino is standing that they can reach out and touch him. La gente bien feliz. Nosotros bien contentos. Nacho says it's a beautiful night. Everyone's happy. And then someone from the audience hands Chalino a note. Nacho says that's the moment everything changed. Cuando vio la nota se le borró la sonrisa. Era algo feo. Nacho says the note just wiped the smile off Chalino's face. The moment is captured on video. It takes Chalino seven seconds to read the whole thing, and when he finishes, his face looks pale. There's what appears to be cold sweat running down his white tejana, 
and a facial expression I can only describe as an oh no, please no face. Pero él a nadie nos dijo nada. But whatever's on the note, Chalino doesn't tell Nacho. He just rolls up the little paper and drops it on the ground. And he gets on with the show. Suddenly, Chalino grabs the mic and turns toward Nacho to tell him one of his favorite sayings. Yo no canto, yo ladro. Pero a la gente le gusta, digo. I don't sing. I bark. But the people like it. He kicks off Alma Enamorada. Fuimos un equipo súper, desgraciadamente no nos tocó disfrutar de lo grande que venía para nosotros. We were a super group, Nacho says. Unfortunately, we didn't get to enjoy that superstardom. You can find multiple videos of this concert on YouTube most of them with millions and millions of views. That's because this show has been analyzed frame by frame by fans all over the world for the last 30 years. This is the last performance Chalino Sanchez will ever play. And that little piece of paper that Chalino reads on stage, it will forever be known as the Death Note. Just hours after this concert, Chalino Sanchez would be murdered. But who killed him and why? For Futuro Studios and Sonoro, in association with Sin Miedo Productions, I'm Eric Galindo and this is Idolo, The Ballad of Chalino Sanchez, a show about the man who would become known as the godfather of narco corridos, whose life would become its own kind of legendary drug ballad. Chalino Sanchez is widely considered the first narco corrido superstar. He was a drug trafficker to some extent. He had a collection of guns, and he used to carry a gun uh, often. He survived the shooting. That was the thing. And he survived it, and he wasn't afraid. He lived a life without a care, without being scared of anybody or anything. He was a bad guy trying to be a singer. It's the morning of May 16th, just hours after the biggest show of his life, and Chalino Sanchez is lying in a ditch with two shots in the head. At age 31, the self-made music mogul, rumored cartel hitman, acclaimed singer-songwriter, and beloved father of two, is dead. And the mystery surrounding his ghastly murder is about to turn this poor immigrant from a tiny Mexican pueblo into the most famous Mexican-American singing outlaw that ever lived. Imagine if Frank Sinatra went on stage every night with a gun in his waistband, or if Tupac got into a shootout on stage at a rodeo. Imagine if Billy the Kid could write his adventures into songs with the skill of Bob Dylan. That's who Chalino Sanchez was. 
Chalino's legend is so big and brash that it's hard to separate fact from fiction. I'm going to be hosting the English language version of this podcast and reporting on the U.S. side. And Alex Mendoza will be hosting the Spanish version and reporting from Mexico. We're telling Chalino's story on both sides of the border because he died in Sinaloa, but he really mattered to people on both sides. He was born in Sinaloa and moved to California as a young man, escaping the law, possibly after committing a murder. He hustled and spent time in prison. Eventually, he became a singer who pioneered the form that would later evolve into the narco corrido. He spin on traditional Mexican guitar-based songs full of bravado that detail the bloody escapades of Mexico's drug bosses and criminals. But Chalino didn't just sing about cartels, shootouts, and revenge. He lived it. When Chalino died in Mexico in 1992, at 31 years old, it just seemed like the inevitable conclusion of his modern-day Wild West life. The rumors about how it happened started almost immediately. That he had faked his death to escape a hit on his life. That the American or Mexican government had him killed. That he was secretly a hitman for the cartels and finally got his due. Chalino's story, his own narco corrido, is the ultimate ride through the drug cartel world, the underbelly of the Mexican-American music industry, and a murder mystery for the ages. I'll never forget that day in 1992 when Chalino died. News of Chalino's death came with a figurative and literal shock for my older brother Paul, a tough-ass teenage outlaw in his own right, who idolized him. I remember him coming home that day. He didn't say anything, but he was clearly upset and wanted to play a Chalino Sanchez cassette tape in our jammed family boombox. But Paul forgot to unplug the portable radio. When he tried to dislodge a stuck Gloria Trevi cassette tape with the file-down screwdriver, a small electrical current knocked him back. All the way out for what felt like an eternity. After he recovered, he came into the living room and announced through hard-fought tears, they killed Chalino. As if he had lost someone close to him. I just sat there on the floor of a near-empty room in our little yellow house on House Street, just a few blocks away from where Chalino lived with his wife and two children my age. And I wondered who the they that killed him were. I never thought one day I'd be sitting across from Chalino's best friend and band leader, Nacho Hernandez, trying to find answers to that question. Cada quien a su casa. Nacho says everyone went their separate ways after that last show in Culiacán. Yo con mi esposa, para mi casa, los otros músicos para su casa, y mi compa se fue con su hermano y con unas muchachas a dar la vuelta. He says each band member went home. Nacho left with his wife, and Chalino took off in a car with his brother and some women to an after party. Then Nacho tells me a story he heard. And that has basically become one of the biggest legends out there. They were in a roundabout when they were ambushed by three cars, including a suburban with government plates. Bájate. No 
pues le digo, aquí traigo billetes para darles. No, 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 ¿qué billetes? Se lo llevaron. Yeah. A man dressed like a Mexican federale told them, get out of the car. Chalino responds, hey, I have money, thinking this was just a shakedown for a bribe. The federale responds, no, no, no money. Get out of the car. Ya de ahí para adelante, pues, quién sabe qué pasaría. That's as far as Nacho knows. Chalino's body was found the next day, shot twice in the head. Uno, ¿por qué va a andar investigando? Porque pasó uno no hace pleito. Uno es músico. Nacho says he personally never looked into his best friend's murder because he's just a musician, not a gunslinger or someone with power. Even the people with power, like the police, never really investigated Chalino's death. To this day, the authorities refuse to release the file on Chalino's cold case. But Nacho thinks he has an idea of why Chalino was killed. El error más grande que cometió mi compa Chalino Sánchez fue ser músico y valiente. Nacho says Chalino made a fatal error by being a musician who announces shows and tours, telling everyone where he's about to be on any given night, all while moonlighting as an outlaw. No puedes, no se puede ser valiente y músico porque te anuncias. That outlaw vibe is part of what made Chalino resonate with people like my brother. And for many of the people in my community who traditionally feel like the law does nothing to protect them. I mean, most of us grew up much more afraid of the police than of criminals. Someone who is brave enough to break the law to earn a living for their family gets a certain level of respect in my hood. Chalino's narco identity is seductive, for better or worse. And it's also what has contributed to his long-lasting popularity. Even if you've never heard of him, Chalino Sanchez's impact on pop culture and on the music business was astronomical. His fingerprints can be seen on the flamboyant style choices of characters like Los Salamancas in Breaking Bad and Better Call Sal, or in the way Luis Guzman's character in Netflix's Narcos rocks a Tejana to prove his love of Mexican culture. Y algo como esto podía ser tanto billete. Ahora me pregunto si me debería meterle en eso. ¿Qué usted cree? You can hear Chalino's influence on the thousands of Grammy-winning, billboard-topping acts that followed in his image and then made it their own, like the late Jenny Rivera. Fuerza Regida. And even Snoop Dogg is bumping Chalino to this day. Friday music from uh, Chalino Sanchez. You can even feel the seismic, multi-million dollar shift he caused when he helped turn Los Angeles into an epicenter of the Mexican regional genre. Now, three decades after his death, more than 2 million listeners still tune into his Spotify channel each month. His biggest hit, a seminal ode to unrequited love called Las Nieves de Nero, 
which roughly translates to the snows of January, has been streamed nearly 100 million times on the popular music platform as of June 2021. That's more times than Selena Quintanilla's Bidi Bidi Bomb Bomb, Bob Dylan's Mr. Tambourine Man, Frank Sinatra's Strangers in the Night, even Biggie's hypnotic party anthem, Get Money. I fell in love with Chalino for the same reason I love Tupac and Biggie. Because they were real. And they sang about real shit. When Chalino sang about being a badass, it wasn't because he was flexing materialistic things. He was talking about surviving against the odds in bad situations. Like in El Gallo de Sinaloa, he talks about a man who is pursued by death and the police, but still manages to get away and live his best life. Then there are songs like Oscar Barraza, about a man who works hard for his family and loves life even though he lost his young son. Chalino's music made people like my friend Raul Robles feel seen. We were all into Easy e We were into rap, NWA, of course. Being West Coast, Too Short, Ice Cube. But then Chalino came along and we flipped. Like, that was it. Drop everything, Chalino. Chalino Sanchez was powerful because he was just a regular person, an immigrant who came from poverty, who became a symbol of greatness for people who saw themselves in his story, even though his lifetime was defined by violence. I mean, Chalino was internationally famous, and still, he was killed basically in broad daylight, and his murder was never solved. To my community in LA, Chalino was really like a Tupac or a Biggie. His death mattered to us on that level. And it sparked all these theories, all these legends about who he was, why he died, who killed him, and what was on that death note. And each theory creates branches of Chalino's legend, like... The buzz was that they killed him and for being a big dope dealer. He died for practicing his art form. It had something to do with uh, some ladies that he got mixed up with. Was it a fan? Was it a situation with a family member? Was it the narco culture in the city? And immediately people started saying that one of the cartels, Sinaloa cartel, had sent a hitman. Chalino's life is really hard to pin down. There are so many rumors that it's hard to separate fact from fiction. But this season on Ilo, Alex and I will be taking a deep dive into some of the main theories about his death, where they come from, how they are shaped by an intersection of urban legend and real-life events, and also how they fuel Chalino's legacy and help them bridge cultures across generations. I think it also gave a lot of people, especially Sinaloenses in L.A., especially people from small towns in Mexico, this sense of being themselves and being proud of where they were coming from and wearing it proudly. And we'll tell you how Chalino helped invent the narco corrido. And for better or worse, how he was part of the evolution of narco cultura today. He was still toward the end of that early, quote-unquote, glory period where narco corridos were about drugs. They weren't about violence. We are going to take you on a journey through Chalino's life and across those generations by talking to musicians, writers, and artists who were inspired by Chalino. And hopefully, in that process, we're going to find some answers that untangle the myth from the man. 
you know, he's become this like folk figure, you know, um, this legend. I'll tell you right now, we never found out what was on that death note, but ultimately it didn't even matter. Like some character in a narco corrido he might have ridden, Chalino Sanchez seemed destined to die. And this season on Idolo, we're going to tell you why. Coming up next episode of Idolo. Chalino's story starts in the 1970s in Mexico, in the narco capital of the world, Culiacán, Sinaloa, where shootouts were so common that a 15-year-old kid could throw down with the local mob boss. This leads us to the first legendary theory about Chalino's murder. And then there's a feud of which Chalino took part. You have family feuds that have lasted generations. Rumor has it that Chalino shot and killed the man. So with a bunch of other run-ins and problems, he ended up having to flee his hometown. So he ended up going to L.A. That's on the next episode of Idolo, The Ballad of Chalino Sanchez. Oh, by the way, hear this theme song? We did something kind of dope. We had a corrido about Chalino Sanchez made for the show. And each episode, there will be a different verse summarizing each theory about his death. Make sure you stay through the end of each episode to hear it. This podcast is written and reported by Eric Galindo, Alejandro Mendoza, and Juan Diego Ramirez. It's edited by Marlon Bishop and Carmen Graterol, with help from Rodrigo Crespo. Editing helped this episode from Sofia Paliza Carr. It's produced by Juan Diego Ramirez and Liliana Ruiz, with help from Nicole Rothwell, Evelyn Uribe, and Angelina Mosher Salazar. Executive produced for Sonoro Media by Jasmine Romero and Joshua Weinstein. For Futuro Studios by Marlon Bishop and for Sin Miedo by Eric Galindo. Sound design and mixing by Manuel Para. 
Original music by Hector Fernandez with the help of Alex Mendoza, Carmen Graterol, Jasmine Romero, myself, Eric Galindo, and Juan Diego Ramirez. Performed by Simon Temoxle, Javier Zabaleta, Junior Arismendi, Gerardo Albaran, and Leonardo Cano, a.k.a. Quinto Zurdo. Music supervision by Big Sink. Special thanks to Morgan Chapel and the King of Corridos documentary and Simon de Moxle as Chalino Sanchez. I'm your host, Eric Galindo. Peace out! Are you ready to turn your best ideas into a thriving online business? Introducing Shopify, your no-excuses business partner. You might not realize, but our podcast, More Than Mammies, it's a business. And we started it, of course, to talk about maternity, not to become an e-commerce expert. So yeah, we needed some help selling our merch and getting our start up and running. Another sale. Shopify is a commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. No matter if you are a garage entrepreneur or a big business, Shopify is the only tool you need to start and grow your business without the struggle. With Shopify single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere, giving you the insights you need wherever you are. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash sonoro or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash sonoro to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash sonoro. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.